We acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which we are living. We pay our respects to their elders, both past and present. Welcome to another episode of Life in Color with me, Nicole, Anissa, Sherry Rose, and Leanne. Yep, so welcome to another episode, or I should say another season of Life in Color. Yay! Girls, we Woo! are on season two! Yay! Yeah, so what are you going to expect on season two? Well, it's going to be bigger, better as always, <laughs> and we're going to keep on slaying. And yeah, so to give you a bit of an intro, um, I might, might as well introduce my ladies <laughs> right in the studio. So it's... My name is Nicole, and I am a Filipino woman living in Melbourne, and I love it. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, I'm Leanne. Um, I'm studying politics at Monash University. I'm almost done, so... Almost done? Yeah, I've been stressed yeah. for the last few months. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. And I'm Anissa. Hi, Anissa. Um, hi. <laughs> I'm Indonesian-born here. I'm Muslim. And yeah, I, I have a background in politics and history, and then I switched to business. So yeah, I'm currently a businesswoman. Cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. How about you, Sherry Rose? And hi, everyone. My name is Sherry Rose, and I am a student currently at La Trobe University studying a Bachelor of International Relations. I am of Cameroonian African descent, and so excited to be back for another season of Life in Colour with you ladies. Awesome, awesome. It's so yeah. good to be back. Yeah. I know, it's so good to be back. The studio <laughs> feels, the technical difficulties, <laughs> it's all good. And it's part of yeah, the experience. It's part of the experience. Yeah. So, yeah, since we're on season two, what do, what does our listeners would expect on our brand new season? There's going to be a lot of... Of more course. interviews. More interviews and more topics that you wouldn't want to discuss, but we would discuss. More grilling. More jingles. I know, Pepe. more jingles. We've been really creative this um, this season, and I hope you guys are excited as much as we are. Yeah. And we're going to bring up a lot of fun segments. And yeah, of course, we are going to be slaying. So before we... Uh, discuss our first show. We wanted to reintroduce um, our listeners to what the show was all about, mm. um, especially for all the new listeners that we might have listening right now. So our show um, is basically looking at current affairs and issues in society and culture from the perspective of four young women of colour mm. um, living in Australia. Um, and we feel that there are a lot of issues in the world that are affecting all of us and that we, we really need to speak about them from our own perspectives. Mm. Um, that really aren't being heard. Uh, the media that we are used to, especially in this country, um, well, media in general reflects the way we think and how we understand the world. Yet um, the media is incredibly mainstream. Um, that goes for radio, uh, TV, you name it. Um, most, yeah, most of the institutions, especially in Australia, are quite mainstream and you only get... Um, one kind of flavor, you know, like yeah. one kind of perspective. <laughs> that's very why. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. tends to be quite, um, that tends to privilege the privilege, which <laughs> is basically white men. Um, <laughs> so um, there is a huge, you know, ethnic and gender imbalance. So not only do we have not enough um, diverse voices from different um, ethnic backgrounds, there's also a gender imbalance in which there are very, there's a imbalance between male and female voices. Um, 
And I feel like we've just become very used to it or we've, we've you know, basically grown up in this kind of environment. So yeah. it just seems to us like normal, but it really isn't. <laughs> um, it's actually, for me personally, I think it's actually um, quite dangerous to only hear one perspective. Um, because these perspectives... Um, when you're constantly being exposed to it, it can mould the way you think about the world. That's Absolutely. true. Well, it right? does, and yeah. it moulds the way in which you see yourself yeah. mm-hmm. um, in the context that you find yourself in. So if you don't see yourself reflected in media, then yeah. that impacts the way in which you look at yourself yep. in your mm-hmm. everyday life. Yep. Yeah, so we're throwing ourselves in the mix, um, and <laughs> it's not just us. There are more and more um, people of diverse um, Ooh, backgrounds throwing themselves into the mix as well. Um, yeah, so we're, we're here to just give our take on the world and I feel like we should no longer remain silent about the things that are happening in society and we can no, no longer allow people to talk about us without us. So yep. we hear a lot about the, the, the kind of things that we want to cover, um, especially when it comes to things such as race and gender. We hear things like they are covered in media, mm. but... The, the perspectives are so um, one-sided. one-sided. Sometimes you don't even realise it's one-sided because we're so used to it until you hear another side of it. Yeah, absolutely. Which is what we're here to do. So we have to make that effort to contribute to these conversations and take mm. ownership um, of our own yeah. voices. Um, and our own stories. Yeah, exactly. And we want this to be a safe space for other um, for other people to, to discuss these things that might be a bit taboo or, oh, you shouldn't talk about... Yeah, You know, we hear a lot of that, you know, you shouldn't talk about racism, like that's a really touchy subject, but we feel like it affects us all. So if anything, we should be talking about it. Um, So this is a safe space to to open up about these things. Um, And again, as we said before, please engage, you can engage with us on on Mm. Facebook and Twitter um, to give us your opinions. Mm. Um, And certainly we don't claim to be experts on all of these issues. I feel like this is an educational experience for ourselves as well as a listener. So Hmm. we're kind of inviting you on a journey journey, to explore tricky topics. And And everyone has something worthy to say. You don't have to be an expert in something. um, No perspective should be devalued just Mm. because of where they came from or who they are. But yeah, like what Anissa said, this is a very safe place for us to have a conversation such as uh, um, issues that regards to race, um, mm. politics, gender. For young people too. For young people and yeah. young women, young women young of colour in particular. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slain. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so that's what Life in Colour is about. And I hope that a lot of people does uh, want to do the same, you know, because change and understanding won't come if there won't be uh, anyone who would spark, you know, spark it. change. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like, just spark it up and then history will make it. But yeah, we're <laughs> yeah, speak, and getting really motivational there. I know. Um, so about the future, we decided to well, um, interview a few people. There were... Mm, that's nice. That's right. <laughs> just some random people... Um, so there were three key questions I asked them. Yep. First, I asked them there were there any significant events that strike them. So we haven't been on season for a few months, and a lot has happened. So a lot. A lot. So we want to see what kind of stuck with people. Um, the other question was like what these significant events meant for the future. Yep. Mm. Um, and the last question was was there anything that gave them hope or inspired them? So let's have a listen to see what some people said. There's some interesting responses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the world 
in Australia and globally. Are there any significant events that strike you? All the potholes out in the Western Ring Road. Olympics. Uh, American election. Harambe theft. I think Brexit's pretty significant. What about that? Also, the Western Bulldogs winning the grand final. That is pretty fucking significant. Up there with Brexit. What do you think this event suggests about the future? Shit, I don't know. Get some concrete. So the Olympics or the American election suggests to you about the future? So the Olympics will keep going. Be the American election. It's just pretty grim for. It's all grim options. Well, I think like Brexit's interesting because it's kind of like the failure of globalization intersecting with the rise of racism. What gives you hope in the future? What inspires you hope? Um, money, burning money. What inspires hope in the world? <laughs> Sometimes music, but that's all. Sometimes I have hope, but at the moment, I'm just giving up. Like, there's something to be said for the accelerationist point of view where things get so bad that they all collapse and then you have to start again. <laughs> what else gives me hope? Friendship, you know? Say so that you have like, faith in our generation coming up and hopefully doing things differently. That was a Vox Pox about, you know, what people thought about the future, what gave them hope. Mm. Some mixed responses. Um, mostly quite bleak. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely bleak. Not much hope there. What do you guys think about the responses? What struck you? Any unexpected? The, the first thing that struck me was our AFL obsession <laughs> yeah. in Australia is just yeah. overcomes everything else sometimes. Yeah, that clip in there, that's actually a clip that I recorded um, from Footscray because I'm from Footscray and mm. things got wild. <laughs> <laughs> things got wild. I guess it's just that, you know, whilst we were away, the world kept spinning and it feels as if it just spun out of control. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, um, Donald Trump is the premier candidate for the Republic- okay. ca- Republican Party's uh, presidential, you know, lead. Yeah. Mm. And that's she- he's up against Hillary Clinton, who has also faced significant, you know, negative backlash Crashes, because yeah. of her history. Donald Trump has said some crazy things. The war in Syria and the refugee crisis seems mm. to be seems to be increasingly dire. Yeah. Almost yeah. as if, you know, no one is really sure how it is or whether or not they will even be able to, you know, help the people there contain the situation or, you know, salvage what little is left mm. of, you know, the hope for Syria, I yeah. guess. And yeah, so it's no wonder that so much of what we've just listened to and much of the rhetoric and much of the discussion that's been happening in the last couple of months has been so pessimistic. Brexit, no one expected that and everyone, you know, within a day and two of the Brexit vote, their stocks plummeted. Mm. The mood was really, really low. The morale (laughs) um, of the population was quite low. And yeah, I guess a lot of the people there and in the rest of the world feel as if we're kind of on a downward trajectory yeah that's very true like recently um in discussion of brexit um they think they've made a decision to exclude anyone from to giving advice about the brexit Mm. so the brexit has very been much been colored by kind of xenophobia anti-foreign so i think for me yeah like a big rise of xenophobia rise of xenophobia for Mm -hmm. me like they're maybe a few years ago there was this kind of hope of progress that the idea that like um, we're continually becoming more progressive, you know, giving more rights to minorities. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's this kind of, like, idea that, like, the future will slowly get better. Things are not perfect, but things are getting better. Mm. People are becoming polar. There's this kind of 
cosmopolitan idea that we're with globalization, with mm-hmm. the internet, that we're going to be more connected, we're going to become yeah. more understanding. Mm-hmm. But what we've seen is that even with the internet, even with more travel, we've actually become more closed, more insular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's this weird, yeah, paradox where it's. Um, yeah, certainly, and that's we've not kind just... of regressed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's I mean, not just Donald looking Trump. globally. I mean, looking locally, we're talking yep, about yep. Um, not Black Lives Matter simply in the U.S., but Black Lives Matter our Indigenous, indigenous population, population here yeah. in Australia, mm. um, and for people of color residing in Australia who are not of the Indigenous population, who are migrants and descendants of migrants to this country. You know, the debate perhaps a few years ago would have been that. You know, we're a more tolerant society. We're, we're a very multicultural society, and mm. we're quite accepting and increasingly accepting of people of difference. Whereas now, you can't even say that there is no racism in Australia. You mm. can't say that you know racism, which it still continues to be hidden in Australia. But you can't yeah. say that no, we do not condone or we do not, um, we do not facilitate you know, some racist practices in Mm. Australia because when you look at the expose that Four Corners did on the Dondale detention and to think that people of influence knew that this was happening, um, knew that this was the extent of discrimination that this particularly particular group of people so they were indigenous young people who were subjected to torture and human rights abuses Mm. I guess at the hands of the government basically Or not, institutions and authority, yeah, yeah people and authority. Absolutely, yeah. not to mention the refu- uh, the asylum seekers and refugee t- issue um, about you know people tortures, being yeah. kept in detention yeah. and the silence around how, how they are being treated and what it is that you know the government has to say or to do to protect their rights mm. as peoples. So yeah, the debate has really shifted. Yeah, and. Yes, it does look as if we have regressed. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Pauline Hanson's been re-elected, you know, it's just like a bit of a deja vu. And she's really changed the discourse where you can just outright say that you hate immigrants, that you can describe people a certain way. And these kind of... And, you know, it's easy to dismiss them as just, like, jokes or whatever, or, Mm -hmm. like, lol, she's, you know... Um, But the thing is, those discourses is really dehumanising, and the Mm -hmm. dehumanised discourse then allows people to like be able to get away with this institutional torture and crime that happens mm-hmm. yeah. in, you know, Dondale and in refugee centres. So they're not yeah. yeah. What surprises me is that people are still saying that racism doesn't exist. Mm. Um, don't talk about Who is saying that this? stuff. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you'll hear it, you know, um, like you'll bring it up and they're just like, no, like you, you don't speak about those things. Yeah. It's just it on your mind. Exist. It's just in your right. mind or you're making it up. Yeah, but no, like you think I about thought... it, the world is the world was the modern world that we know today was built on racism. If you look at, you know, the history of colonization. Yeah. Um, yeah what, read a book. <laughs> yeah, read a book. Like open open up a book because you'll realize that the majority like ninety nine percent of the world Oh, yeah. surface area has been um, colonized, colonized or affected by yeah colonialism and imperialism by white and European powers especially and that that goes the same with Australia like we have a huge problem with racism and we yeah. we, we can't seem to deal with it appropriately yeah. and every time it's been brought up it keeps getting knocked down um, Absolutely. with any with any be, issue yeah. indigenous Australians uh, the refugee crisis mm. um, anything you know if you look at Adam goods um, yeah. You know, they were just like, no, like, there's no racism in the AFL. It's like, well, you know, are you just going to deny that yeah. that happened? 
Um, and if it can happen to Adam Good, someone who is celebrated, who has you know achieved what so much more? in society, what yeah, yeah like yeah. what what, what, what hope is there for me? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think you're right. A lot of it's mm. to do with the denial of Australian history that yeah, we don't really a denial of Australian speak. history that this yeah. co- this this country was built upon the forced um, you know genocide, genocide and occupation of yeah. Indigenous Australians. Mm. So. Yeah, okay, you don't want to talk about it. Well, these injustices are still going to yeah, continue to absolutely. happen. So that's why we have to and speak about them. them. Yeah. And mm. I think until that is kind of acknowledged, accepted, and a dis- decisive action is made by those yeah. in of influence and positions of leadership who can influence that kind of, you know, momentum towards making mm. a change in culture, in society, in the way in which we talk about that history, then... I don't think there can be much progress for, you know, migrant communities, um, black African communities, Asian communities, you know, Mm. Pacifica communities, Mm. you know, in changing their experience and discourse of racism in Australia. And I know that, yes, we've talked about it and we're talking about it a lot. And it's simply because it's so impossible for us, especially as women of colour, people of colour, to ignore Exactly, and yeah. we should we should not be okay with the fact that there are people um, stuck in detention centres, yeah. you know, and we shouldn't be okay with the fact that there are um, people being abused in uh, in jails yeah. around yeah. In, around yeah. Australia. So like, you know, mm. it's like the world is full of uncertainties, mm. and like what Leanne said, like the mm. internet is just making it worse because every day you see every bad thing Deep happening. Base, yeah. It's like, um, it's just going down south yeah. and you don't know what to do mm. and yeah. it makes you want to <laughs> makes you want to cry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it does. Yeah, it's yeah. really hard. The one positive thing with the Vox Pox was the last one. I wanted to end it on a positive note where it was like, um, the girl interviewed, she had hope in young people. Mm. And I feel like there is some, there is a divide, like even with the Brexit, predominantly was the older people who voted to leave and the young people to stay. So mm. I feel, I wonder if maybe there is hope in that. Yeah, and the <laughs> last thing I want to mention is that I think it's... And we could make a difference. Yeah, and so it's the responsibility of all of us, in, for all people of all levels of society to take responsibility of, mm. the, uh, of these issues and do what we can. So mm. we're doing our bit with Life in Colour. But now it's the time for our last segment, and this segment is one of our favorites because it's the Hey Sister segment. So, what is this seg- segment about? Yeah, what is this segment hmm. all about? I guess, you know, often we can be talking about very uh, broad and very large issues on this show, and they can also seem quite far away. They can also seem, you know, for example, today there are so many problems in the world <laughs> that mm. we cannot possibly fix. Um, and it's true. And it's about realizing that, yes, we cannot fix all those problems. We cannot talk about everything, but we can talk and share about the experiences and our experiences in our lives. So mm. I guess Hey Sister Soul Sister segment um, was basically motivated by the fact that we are all young women and we like to think of ourselves as being part of a sisterhood in which we can get support, share Mm. our own stories, our own experiences um, amongst ourselves and with you, of course. So make sure you definitely join our conversation and put in your two cents, chip in whatever it is that you, (laughs) you know, want to say, want to contribute. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what the segment is about. Regardless of what our topic of discussion is of the day, we do want to just bring it back down to a real and relatable um, level. Mm. Yep. 
So, yeah, for the Hey Sister Soul Sister segment, we just want to have a quick uh, meditation (laughs) (laughs) of what we think, you know, what we think about of what happened in the world in the last few months. Mm. And basically, what is the future? And what gives us hope or what inspires us hope? Yeah, like... Like in this, amidst this... Amidst this madness. Yeah, yeah. Mm, definitely. Like, because there's some, like, horrific things like Trump poor heads up, but there's also some um, great voices out there who are kind of contesting this, who are critiquing mm. this, who are who are just not letting this happen. Yeah, so what what for you guys inspires you hope? Um, th- I mean, th- there's actually a lot in the world. Like, you just have to seek mm. it out. Yeah. It's it's all about mentality. Um, the first thing I would say, though, is it's okay to feel like poo-poo. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's more than natural to feel like the world's yeah. about to win, that um, there's, it's just, you know, complete madness around the world that you, and you feel helpless. That's a completely natural feeling, and I've felt like that for a long time. And I still do when I wake up sometimes, <laughs> or I scroll through my Facebook yeah. feed or open, you know, the newspaper. But what gives me hope is um, things like life in colour. I don't mean to seem corny and I know that sounds pretty biased but I like coming here and and you know discussing these things with you guys yeah. because it, it does give me hope in a sense that yeah. I, I feel like I'm not the only one thinking about these things mm. and um, I feel like I can reflect on the world with yeah. people um, who may be going through something similar um, and yeah that that gives me hope because the the, the first thing that you need to do um, before you solve a problem is at least discuss it and like flesh it out and mm. and figure out like what are you know what's happening here and what are the causes what are the mm. consequences and what we can do so I feel like um, opening up opening up that conversation um, however hard or taboo it can feel um, is is probably like one of the most important steps mm. and with talking about it is also Education. So mm. basically just educating yourselves on this mm. issue. So not only have I learnt a lot throughout this show about different mm. issues, it has um I'm sure it has informed a lot of yeah, our listeners definitely. about um about well, we hope issues. so. <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> um so that gives me hope. Um and yeah, young people do give me hope definitely because I feel like we're at a cross point um in the world where we, f- I feel like we could go one way, which is like basically downhill, down the sewage pipe, yeah. um, or we can really like climb back up. Even though that's the harder thing to do, yeah. we have to do it for our own, for our own sake, for our yeah. own lives, and for our own children's lives, and and our grad- grandchildren's lives. So when I think of that, and when I see my nephews and nieces and all the things that they could be, I want to mm. be there for them, and I want to create that world in which mm. they can thrive to be the best that they they can be, and be happy, and live in a peaceful peaceful kind of world where they don't have to worry about the things that we do now and I don't know if that's going to happen but you can't just remain complacent and silent about it you have to at least try yeah like Um, um, to use your privilege mm. like yeah to affect change and things like that and yeah basically change is never easy Mm. it's always uncomfortable for the start and not everyone would understand what the change is going to be all about yeah and the one thing you learn with history is that um, nothing stays the same for too Mm, long so um, empires fall kingdoms fall the only Um, constant is change the only constant is change so don't think that our situation will be like this forever it won't be but it yeah. You know, but if we don't, if we're not going to be part of that change, then what can we expect to happen? So. Yeah. yeah, like a positive example is with the whole Dongdale incident. The fact that it 
even could happen for so long is pretty horrific. Mm. But the fact that Four Corners did this expose and there was such a huge backlash, that there was huge protests um, mm. around Australia, including Melbourne, yeah. where we blocked the intersect, um, the fact, you know, that kind of response did create, you know, changes within policy, within government, even within the recent Northern Territory election, the Liberal Party had a historic loss. Mm. I'm pretty sure they're not even minority government. Like, the independent parties have won more seats yeah. than the Liberal government. So I think it shows that, like, that if something bad happens and you're willing to organise and protest against it and show that you're not willing to tolerate fed up, mm. that will that that takes notice. And that's the only situation historically when yeah. things have been changed. So it's it's, not... it's easy to be cynical mm. and to be complacent. But I mean to not be complacent but to be like, I'm just one person, nothing's gonna happen. Mm. I mean look at, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and how Definitely. much um where like mainstream media has to mm. now face, face. Um, yeah. these issues about um, African American rights, if yeah. you know, and that was sparked through the deaths of African Americans okay. on the streets, which has ha- been happening for Continuous for however long, still for however long. But because yeah. people took in that effort to mobilize and create a movement such as Black Lives Matter to go out on the street and protest, yeah. they made sure that they were heard. Like you could yeah. just you just could not avoid it. Like yeah, you just could definitely. not ignore it, and that's what we're trying to do here. And sometimes with all the things that are happening around the world in yourself, you can feel quite destabilized as an individual. Mm -hmm. You can feel as if your place in the world is quite shaken, especially if you are uh, a minority group or a group that is particularly affected by... um, Yeah, especially if you are of a minority group or a group that is particularly affected by any one of the um, issues that are being debated um, that are happening um any one of the tragedies that are you know being faced by groups of people presently Mm. and it's important to remember that it is not your sole responsibility to try and take on you know all of the negativities all of the things that are happening in the world all of the events that are happening in the world and translate them into something positive in your life you can't do that individually no it is the responsibility of us jointly as society it is has it is a joint commitment that we all have to make to want to make a positive change Mm. because we expect something better for ourselves now and for our future generations so like leanne was saying as much as there has been so much negativity Um, so much in the news about all the terrible things that are happening in the world. Mm. There has also been an overwhelming response from people of how much they are committed to wanting to change situations for people who are suffering, for people who are um, cannot help themselves, for people who are in, you know, desolate, desperate and discriminatory, you know, situations. And I think that in itself is a really positive thing. Yeah. And it's something that we can look forward for our future, Definitely. something that can give us hope for the yep. future. Yeah. yeah. So, like, um, every day we wake up, mm-hmm. and even though it's uh, really hard to look at the brighter side of things, mm-hmm. but I just want to say that uh, the hope of the generation, the hope of the future could be us. Mm-hmm. So it's either we just waste it or just make the most out of it. Yeah. And, yeah, I just want to tell everyone that... Uh, Everyone could be the change they want to be. And if we all work together, and 
you know, try to understand more and mm. be more empathetic mm. rather than judging and making um, criticism and yeah. making, you know, like assumption of things. Mm. Always remember that we're just human beings and we struggle and we feel the same and we feel threatened, we feel fear, we feel uncertainty. And yeah. why not just get along? <laughs> like, you know, it's just... And that's another episode by Life in Color. Tune in next week for another discussion and join the conversation on Facebook, Life in Color, and follow us on Twitter at It's Life in Color. See you next week.